Happy Thanksgiving, Joshua Murray. Who would have uh, thought we made it? You know, I'm saying happy, you know. Give thanks. Uh, give thanks. The Europeans came, rape and pillage, spread all their little sores, and, you know, just made America great <laughs> the first time, I guess. But, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, dog. You listen to Huberman on Gratitude way back? What's the biggest effect of gratitude or how to get it? What is it? How? To just go listen to it. Don't fucking take it from me. But oh. uh, <laughs> But to receive gratitude. It's not to say thank you or what have you, like the most powerful, which is why like true mastery is, is service because you're doing something for others and they're probably going to say thank you. Ideally, they say thank you. Mm, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So I appreciate That's good. you. I appreciate you. Huh? Nevertheless. I appreciate you too. Yeah. No, we're different. Just before this. So what is poetry, dog? <laughs> It's po- poetry. Poetry is the, the, the medium in which, you know, oof, so many great ideas and things have just come into play. Uh, uh, yeah. No, oh, what did I say to you before you start? Oh, I'd ask you if you read a poem. Okay. In all fairness, I'm, you know, I'm an honest guy. Yeah. That poem I did not come across until, did, was it Batman? Oh, man. It's some recent thing. The other catch is, here's the other thing. As I dive into the world of content creation, I found a few accounts that I really enjoy because they use like uh, almost Baroque era artwork. And then it's a little darker on the art. But then they say, yeah, Baroque, like the era in England when art was a certain way. Every art era is broken. Gothic teaching. And no, that's just the women we like. Duh, come on, son. Come on, get it together. I'm just but no, uh, so every art era has a, a name. You know, the Renaissance is an era like I that. Understand. I understand. Okay. There we go. We're we're there. Man. We're slow, you know, we're we're getting the I wheels to, going, Josh. We're chugging along. I need along. to talk to these uh, Canadian art teachers, bro. I don't know what they've been In doing. fact, you, you might you might even hear it today. The Montreal teachers are on strike. So so they out here bitching about money. And they're not teaching Baroque era art. <laughs> I need to have a word. I digress. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, no. So poetry, um, the, the poem I referenced today, uh, it might have come from maybe like, a, is it possible? It's possible it came from a motivational video, but it's also possible it came from like Batman or a movie. Here's the thing. There's nothing new under the sun. And a lot of people don't know, but people reference poetry very often. And so um, it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of funny because poetry is its own reference uh, encyclopedia. But as I was saying before, poetry. It's for the for the for the outcasts. Poetry is for, you know, uh, nowadays, I think the kids are saying riz when you talk to the ladies and you smooth. <laughs> and um, I don't really think it's riz anymore because, you know, um, there's not a lot of thought that goes into a dick pic sent through DMs. And I just feel like back in the day when you wanted to holler at a lady, there's a lot of work that went into it. you wrote mm-hmm. her a poem. And then, first of all, you got to be a guy who has the means and, you know, do you have your carrier pigeon? So there's just, it's this time that goes into it, the time to put the words on the paper. They didn't even have the ballpoint pens. You know, we're talking 
dipped in the ink, <laughs> brush strokes. You're not just, you there's know, no air. there's no, this is not a you up text. This is, <laughs> this is, yo, I'm, I'm putting heart and soul. So that's really where this poetry stems from. And uh, I took a lot of poetry classes. Funny enough, uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Was it you that I said? No, not you. You've read The Giving Tree. Yes. Now because by Shel Silverstein. So really? Dang, where is your child? <laughs> no, so uh Shel Silverstein is actually considered also a poet on top of being a writer. And so when I was a child, I remember I, I went to a special school, uh it was a space program elementary school. But at my school they had a workshop by uh Shel Silverstein. Did I get to meet the man? No, they sent like Becca, his assistant or something. <laughs> she came, dropped all this knowledge. So it was like, a you know, two degrees of separation. But I took a, a workshop on just kind of his writing style, his poetry style. And yeah, that was like way extra above and beyond. But my mom knew how much I love Shel Silverstein. Right. And so like where the sidewalk ends is another famous one. So I've just been, you know, been in the poetry community for shit decades uh, <laughs> and I, I just feel like uh you know before music there's poetry you know it's it's really just and and in case you're thinking i don't know i'm a little scared to ask you so I'm just gonna come out and say it not all poetry rhymes okay not every line is gonna be a rhyme <laughs> you know but i, I yes there's there's don't other be ways a basic to get, boy. There's I, other ways no. to get the rhythm in the. You the know, relax. I got yeah. you. I'm with you. Because you, you could do a a b b, or you could do a b a b a b, or you or get a, b, attacked c, by combination. B, exactly. And uh, Josh. So yeah, no. It's, I, I guess you get, it's it's a piece of my culture. You know, okay. I'm slightly cultured to know some very. Good poems are most of my poems now. Like, do they help the workout? You know, yes. Like, I'll listen to uh, poetry read while I work out. You know, is that a different type of uh, hype you oh, get going, bro? Just the next when the hype level. Hits? I, nah, here's the thing: words create, and so certain words, like everybody talks about trigger words, but they're always giving it bad connotations. There are also words that just get you to stand up in the morning, you know what I'm saying, and get out and go. So, like, Invictus is another, I don't know if they call it a poem, but it's like a piece. I think of it like a poem. Uh, Do not go gentle. That's that slow building, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I think words are just super powerful. And uh, whether they're delivered with a background beat or whether they're, you know, like, you don't even want to know. Funny enough, I'll give you a story. So the other day, I'm at the gym. I know I'm hijacking this, but I'm at the gym. I'm working out. It's the nighttime party. I'm big on the nighttime party. I just hate working out at night. But the fact that the gym is open 24 hours, Mm -hmm. it's almost like you should, in theory, be alone there if you go at some ridiculous hour. I was not alone, sadly. But it's okay. Anyway, I'm there. Brothers in arms. Yeah, well, no, because sisters are there. Everybody's there. People. You know, Labiquitia is there. Everybody's just there. Um, Nah, not too many of the Labiquitias be working out, which I'm very sad about. Yeah. I wish they would just pick it up. Pick it up. You know? (laughs) Um, But uh, so I'm there, 
and I'm working out. There is a female about uh, eh, 15 feet on another machine. Now, mind you, no one talks to me when I work out because I, I work on having my psychopath look, sociopath look like he looks unstable and dangerous. Let him Has his headphones in. Don't bother that man. You know, because also we go to the gym and there's, you know, multiple age groups and, you know, nobody wants to run into Chris Hansen. So <laughs> unlike my other gym goers, I'm not looking at the yeeks. I'm not looking at all the little specimens. Yeah, I'm work. focused on my workout. So anyway, I'm working out. She's working out. Then there's two Papito Lindos. If you don't know what a Papito Lindo is, they're like a Dominican uh, born. So here's the other thing. Yes, I do discriminate against you people with good genetics. You know, I call them born anorexic and then they just came in the muscle, uh-huh. which is an easy path. I get when you. you're a fat boy like me, it's hard to get there. So anyway, I'm working out. These boys are young. They're twins also, but ripped, naturally ripped. I know they didn't work. For that. But anyways, so they must be influencers. So mid uh, my set, whatever, they decide like I'm finishing a set. By the time I look over, this girl is doing her intense leg workout. These two are stripping in the gym. Shirts are coming off because the abs got to show. And they're doing all the, oh, and the, oh, and the, oh. And they're flexing. But the mirror they're using is behind this woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's not weird to expose yourself and uh, start an impromptu photo shoot in front of a girl you do not know, but okay. So they're there, Uh, you know? You know, the swagger juice is dripping. I think that may have been their form of poetry. They were (laughs) sending the signals. Um, But somehow she was not receiving them, and, and she looked pretty good. But she decides to walk over to the bear, tap the bear on the shoulder. I say, oh, Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you know? <laughs> yeah. But she asked me what I'm I like. She's like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. What are you listening to? Because I've been watching you jam out for a little bit. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, it's not the worst scenario, but it's not the best scenario. So I explained to her I'm listening to Alex the Terrible, uh, Demolisher. It's death metal. Uh, it's just, you know, no one expects that from me. Of course. You know, you're, yeah. you're expecting some hip hop, a little bit of drug dealing themes, <laughs> maybe some degradation of women. But so she's Alas, like, here we oh. are. yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is it. The song's called Demolisher. The band's called Slaughter to Prevail. You know, uh, it's just something that I start off with. Right. And she's like, oh, Definitely. Boom. And she's like, I'm actually on my opera playlist. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no one has an opera playlist, but I, I have an opera playlist. Cause like, uh, Paganini, um, you know, Mozart and the boys, but Paganini mainly for my workouts. But I was like, yo, this is amazing. But I take people at face value. So side note, I did not realize maybe she was shooting a shot. Maybe she wasn't. What do you mean? I was oblivious because the testosterone was pumping. The eyes were red. The anger was there. She was slowing the process. I know. I fumbled the ball. You not only fumbled, you completely missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. You know, my sister was so upset. She said, Josh, you need to get in the game. (laughs) I'm like, dude, I am the game. But anyways, 
I say all of that uh, to say, oh, yeah, and uh, Papito Lindos, I guess they were upset that she wanted to know my musical selection. The whole rest of the workout, it was like, you know, I just got to jail and they're big dogs on the yard. They were giving me dirty looks. And I was like, bro, what is going on? But anyways, I say all that to say, like, it really is just words. And that's why poetry is so amazing, because like sometimes it's words I don't understand. And it's just sounds how words sound. Because on any given day, you can approach me in the gym and ask me what I'm listening to. It could be Arabic prayer, uh, Islamic prayer music, something about Islamic prayer music. It's just for me, it gets me hype. I could be listening to I have a playlist that's just hakas, just all the hakas in rugby. Everybody's haka. I got a wedding haka playlist, you know, like when the brothers send off the Uh sister and let the, the man know we will kill you if you hurt her. I got I got it all, bro. And so it really is just sounds and words and, and the power of these things that it's just you spew it out of your mouth. You know, um, it's it's crazy. So that's what poetry means to me. It evokes emotion in you in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I think back in the day, it's uh, that was content creation back then. Yes. And it has evolved to being something else. But it does. This, it should do the same thing where it makes you feel some sort of way and you connect to it and. Yeah, you act and, and change your behaviors or something. And and funny enough, as you you, you know, you said that this content creation, like that's the thing. So now content creation is another thing, and it's become very oversaturated. But if we go back into what was content creation, co- content creation is making a movie, making a song. It was it was reserved for the few that really dedicated their life to something. Now it's like if I get online and shoot a video, I'm a content creator. But the other thing is when you look into all these, there's so many mediums of content creation. I don't know if you are familiar, but there are sounds and melodies that literally evoke the same emotion in the majority of people. What's an example? So for any of your viewers that have watched White Lotus, mind you, I have not. I have not. But I studied the the soundtrack, like basically the guy who did most of the soundtrack and the main theme song. I did a deep dive because one day I was listening to this mix, a house mix, and then by Idris Elba. He spins on this track and I start like getting a bit of a rush that's not normal. But then I hear my sister, shut that off, (laughs) shut it off right now. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And so she's like, dude. Did you watch White Lotus? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Bro, that show's the most anxious, anxiety-giving show ever. And then on top of that, that's the theme song that plays continuously in every episode. So, like, the theme song, I guess, plays, and then they play it low in the background while all this crazy stuff is happening. And so you're not anxious just at the events in the show, but secretly it's like um, it imprints. What do you call it? Psyops, like psyops. Yeah. They're messing with your head, and you're like, so now, like anytime I feel tired and I'm driving, I put that song on and I just get anxious and I get home and you know, I'm alert. It's great, <laughs> but it, no, I'm just saying, like on the level of content creation, you look at nowadays and things are a little faster. Some people. You know, not to give us a step above the rest. We're putting thought into it. There's research that goes into it. A lot of the people that we follow, you know, Huberman, a lot goes into his content creation. But when you see all the hard work manifest, like that content is almost timeless. 
It's I amazing. I you know? So check out check out uh, White Lotus uh, soundtrack and, and uh, type it in on YouTube and just, like, listen to it. It's weird. Like, the guy explains the instruments. And I have a whole playlist of all the people that have specialized in those melodies. I'm like, it's it's not healthy. It's not mentally healthy, but I enjoy it. Yeah, whatever gets you. Whatever to gets each his own. Going. Exactly. Exactly. Wouldn't you say, though, that it's more, there's there's obviously more content because of accessibility to, like, produce something. It's no longer gatekept gate by an industry. And then beyond that, it's also the sharing of it is no longer also gatekept by a production studio. So it, I will say it's somewhat, it should be somewhat empowering for everybody. But then in the same breath, the ones that will rise above the top are those that put a little more thought and intention behind it to make something. Yeah. But I, I'll say, I think what's important, I was thinking about this the past week is like, we consume so much information everywhere, podcasts, videos, music, books, just life as a whole. It's just constantly consuming. I feel as if, be it good or bad, uh, or heavily intentful or not, the act of producing something or creating something offsets a little bit of like your consumption footprint, offsets a little bit of all of the shit you produce. So if there's a net hey, let me try and create something, be it writing a haiku or making a song. I feel like that that will be net positive for society. I don't know. I just think of like a parasitic relationship versus a symbiotic where it's always a, a give and take. Consume, 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 and don't produce. Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? But it's a fine line because there's also shit creation exactly like you know and i'm not gonna knock him but my boy uncle laser like I, I don't know if that stuff's healthy for society but i do consume his content you i'm know? saying there's entertainment value and in, in, dude if you look on my feed dog there's some there's <laughs> some sus and skeptical channels and my algorithm is fucking with me so much now to the point that like the recommendations are the most random pages with the most random videos. Oh, for sure. That I, I watch. I'm like, yo, this kind of fire, this kind of slaps. And the only way yeah. it makes sense or the only way it continues to feed, of course, I share it with people like you or, or my boys. And then it's like, all right, evidently this motherfucker likes, you know, cooking, exactly cooking with gin. <laughs> you can't you can't uh you, you can't even click on that one dark humor meme because it, it, it twists your whole world after that the algorithm says yes <laughs> challenge accepted how dark can we get but um no i think you're right in that uh i also think there's benefit to both sides you know the the the, the gatekeeping and the having to go through major production which meant you need money backing you and all that and, and it didn't weed out everything, but it made sure the content that was going to come out was tested. It was checked. It was reviewed. Regulated. It's like, yo, this is worth it. But also that's a perspective thing. So it's whoever's grading that test, like to yeah. say, oh, the, the, the A&Rs like it. The director likes it. We're going to release it on Universal Music Group. Whereas in our era, like if I just pick music alone. The era of SoundCloud musicians has, you know, mm -hmm. it's come, it's gone. It's still kind of a thing, but there's other mediums now. 
you know, no one was there to stop you, you know? And, and if your friends weren't good friends, they weren't going to tell you, hey, bro, you can't rap, bro. You were like, no, no, we posted. <laughs> Boom, hit the button. Now the whole world has to listen to this uh-huh. absolute trash. But, um, no, I, I, I like what you're saying, how it's, a, it's an offset. But also, as I dive deeper into the content creation world, I realize how repetitive it is. And then the repetitiveness kind of... Uh, not for people like you, not necessarily for the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to copy a podcast or do something of that sort and, and be successful. I think the podcast that I watch or I listen to, they're all unique in their own way. They have their own thing. And that's the thing. Like it's multi-layered content and something about long form content. I'm going to say it. I don't really care if it's an unpopular opinion. Long form content is so much it's a man's game you know like that's like that's big boy that's major league versus short form content is somewhat minor league not saying you don't have skills to do short form but you know long form is intense because there's a lot that goes into it Mm -hmm. there's a and in an era where attention spans have shortened because of short form content how we you know, back in the day, you wanted to find out what are the effects of uh, Tylenol and, uh, you know, your cholesterol medication. You'd have to go and read through something. But if you follow the right health account, now it's like, hey, no effects. Party, you know, freely. Dog. Pop your Tylenols, pop your cholesterol meds. You're going to be fine, bro. Take six minutes, let it kick in. And that's the video, you know. So it takes away from the process of uh, there's an adventure in just going out to get knowledge. There's an adventure. When we were children, there's an adventure in getting out of your house, going to the bookstore, seeing all the knowledge. I call it the knowledge strip club. You know, <laughs> you see all the knowledge that you that you can't have, but you can acquire one book that day. You know, your yes. mom's not buying all the books for you. But to go seek out that book, go through all these titles, you know, that's that was the same as what we do now on our phones, like uh, scrolling. Yeah. But us, we had to go read the titles, and then yeah. it's like, oh, but I can't tell from this title, so you gotta look at the back or look at the inside page of the book. Yeah, there was this process, and really that process, there's a beauty to it. But I know kids nowadays aren't going to know it, you know, because everybody's. It, we're getting more catered is what I'm trying to say. We're, 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 we're getting funneled into this. Uh, hey, this is your path. And computers are raising us in a way because the algorithms. Yes. That's what frustrates me. As good as they are because they, they send me gems. My meme <laughs> level, I'm like a wizard in the meme game when it comes to sending the solid quality. But um, at the same time, it's confining us in a way. Because there are other things that we don't even know yet that may interest us. And so there's a frustration to what's going on now. But I also say, yes, you are doing your part in producing some and consuming a whole lot. Yeah. But not everybody should be producing. Because if you've seen my algorithm, you know it's a dark, (laughs) cruel world. I feel like you're sipping on the hater raid. Mm -hmm. As a... Sick. Absolutely. Well, just because things are repetitive in, in the short form game, repetition though, and you never know where somebody is in their journey in terms yeah. of if they just started making their reels or if they're, I don't know, using it as an outlet for something, but that repetition might amount to becoming something great. And especially if they stay disciplined yes. they're on top of it. 
And it's not even as if the short term is bet short form, pardon me, is better than the long form. I mean, obviously everybody, you, you, you want to have a balance of both because the short might funnel into the long. Yes. But you're selling metrics and typically as you, as you shared, it's like, it's easier to get the masses hooked on some short form content. The, you know, power slap, Dana White's power slap. Is that the Russian slapping competition? Not Russian. It's UFC owns it. Dana White, he, dude. I didn't know he owns that. He That's owns, wild. He owns that. And the reason why he owns that, and he's like, the reason why he's throwing money at it, more, I don't know about more so than the UFC, but he's just saying, dude. That's short form fighting. That short form content, the metrics and the numbers that that produces puts NBA, NFL, UFC, everybody to shame. Why? Because like the climax of that is just oh, who's the catching slap, these the body hands, goes boy. lifeless. <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, is beautiful. That's a work of art. That's yeah. poetry. That is both. That is poetry. That That's is poetry. a lot of planning and intention goes into that. I'm mad. I'm mad that I'm one of those people that's tuning in. It's, it's too good not to tune in. It's blood sport, dog. It's blood sport. It's what it is. It is gets that emotional. Uh, yeah, it does. I guess I, you know, not a hater. It's just I try to keep a healthy balance with social media mm. by looking at it, seeing the pros and cons, or at least my views on the pros and cons of it, and understanding where they lead to. The only reason I do that now is because I'm trying to figure out in the future if I do partake in this uh, bringing life to earth thing, how do I cater that? How do I let them not become one of these little robots that's just a, a click junkie, you know? Yeah, but then that's 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 not a that's not a dismantle the system or don't. Or, or break, no, well, know? I would love to, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not gonna beat the you know the Chinese algorithm where <laughs> TikTok in America is freaking cat videos and slap contests, but yes. TikTok in China is uh, let's get skill sets, let's learn how to do things because the rest of these people just know how to order stuff off their phone and hire somebody through their phone. They can't go fix a toilet. They can't do this or whatever they're showing over there. So that's the that's the thing about content creation. I have no beef with the funny content. I have no beef with the entertainment. I'm yeah. all for it, baby. Yeah. It gets me through my day. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite, uh, as an employed person, my favorite content is the, uh, the microaggressive employee content. Like just uh, so I follow this. Oh, God, it's one of the best accounts, but... It, you have to go get a job to, to get it. You know what I'm saying? Retire, die. Something like that. <laughs> oh, God, it's dark. But it's like employee dark. And it's, and it's it, it produces stuff that just... It's like it's everybody's feeling it, you yeah. know? Everybody feels it because we all work, you know? It's office humor. Yes. It's a uh, week before Thanksgiving, you know, when everybody wants to just send you stuff and then peace out and there's no help in the office. <laughs> like, it's just this weird shared suffering memeage. And that content is gold, you know? Like, because it's felt. I, I 
Yeah. I empathize with that because it's my life. It connects. And so it connects to you. Exactly. And, and I guess all content connects to someone. That's that's there. the point I'm getting at. And yeah, the whole point I, of gatekeep, gatekeepers have fallen. There's seven billion, probably eight billion people out, you know? Which though, to an extent, you could say maybe that's a detriment because social media could be used as a tool like China, where it's not educating and <laughs> I don't know, on an indoctrinating, but like building a certain type hey, of mentality. It's okay to indoctrinate these kids it just is, a little. Yeah. What do you think our parents it's did true. to well, us? You our think education that was just... system is the same indoctrination. I get you. Okay. But regardless, you know, it can be used for a specific outcome. For sure. For sure. Like, why do you think I ever even picked up the idea of I want to write a children's book? Because it's like, all right, bro, either you're going to let dumb people indoctrinate your children or you gonna do the indoctrination, but somebody's getting indoctrinated today. <laughs> somebody's getting waterboarded, and who better to pour the water than me? So no, it's just one of those things, and and it's uh, it's almost like a. So I, I've actually come across a few parents that started writing children's books, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, yo, that's their they've done consumption their whole life, and they're like, oh snap, my kids just gonna be a consumer, but I don't like what's being put out there, so let me drop this book. And then, bam, you know, I, I like that. Those stories of it's still content, it's just mm-hmm. not digital, mm-hmm. but uh, it's pretty cool. You know, I like to hear everybody's take on things. Well, that's all the more why, I don't know, everybody, like we, we, we journal as an example, and that's something that helps us express ourselves and feel and understand what we're going through. And I feel Yeah, but we're thing. gatekeeping on that content, baby. Ain't nobody seeing the journal, bro. <laughs> You know how many years in jail we're going to get if someone peeks inside my journal? Well, yeah, I'll- we're both getting years just for my journal, so I can only imagine yours. Well, uh, the life in prison aside, it's just that is that is that is the creation. That is the the, is. the 1900s poetry or what have you, you know? So if we encourage more folks to do that, whether they share it or not, up to you if you want to go in. Uh, but it's still going to be better than the passive scrolling through and just like consume, consume, yes. consume, consume, consume. It's it's thought cardio is what it is. Yeah. The thing the, my problem with overconsumption is it's just total consumption. And then you are basically a reference for everything you consume. Now, don't get me wrong. It is one of my favorite activities. When somebody says something, it makes me think of a funny video on YouTube or short, and then I pull it up. But then I think I'm like, man, for people who aren't testing thoughts, who aren't working with thoughts, because here's the thing, you get trapped in an algorithm and then you become this person. Mm -hmm. And that person may not be who you are, but your algorithm, that's all your references because that's all you're ever inputting and stuff. Whereas if I sit and I journal, I'm messing with a thought. I'm taking a thought that's in my head. Maybe I got it off the social media. I'm jotting it down. And then, boom, I'm like, oh, snap. That looks like things look different when you write them. When you think them, it's just, ha When you write it, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. I need to go. I need to check into a clinic somewhere <laughs> or whatever. It could be a happy emotion or whatever. But that's. Testing a thought, conversation, going out and talking with the friends and having deep discussion like what we do all the time. Just us being here right now. This is no one's wrong. No one's right. We're flirting with thoughts. 
we're testing ideas yes. and that's how you really start to form a human you know it, it's ah you are a person you have a personality you're not an npc you know i'm with you I... what is the npc sorry i hear that term a lot oh, and i am wow. not familiar okay boomer yeah it's a video game thing yes oh, it dang, is dog, he just called me <laughs> non-player character What's a non-player character like when the computer plays? No, so you know how like Pokemon, Pokemon on the Game Boy, you're you're Ash Ketchum running around, right? And you're interacting with your environment, and you you go in the fields, you catch your, you walk around the fields, you know. And you talk to the people. What Those people are NPCs. NPCs where they have a predefined script. No matter what you do and how you uh, provoke or come to them, it's yes. I thank learned you. something today. There dog. you go, Josh. My job is done. I can go back to sleep now. <laughs> I got tomorrow and learn some NPC. I gotta write that down. It's a good one. So that's why you have like main character energy versus don't be an NPC. But Ah. uh, to the to to the point of it's it's important to build your library and have that archive and what have you to be able to have solid reference points that aren't just like quick sound bites or quick YouTube videos or Instagram reels or what have you. I read and this is me just fucking around with ideas with you as well. There's how to do great work, an essay that I'll, I'll share with you and send you. I stole it. And I think we stand on the shoulders of giants. So everything that you consume or create, that you consume, pardon me, should be something that you end up creating because it's influenced your perspective, your ideas, how you view the world, and uh, maybe the way you attack a certain problem. I stole it from Lex Friedman, and he was talking to Jared Kushner. And they were speaking about this essay written by, I think he was one of the, the computer scientists behind, call it some fucking, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's called How to Do Great Work by Paul Graham, I believe. But yeah. the real work, the real writing, the real, we'll call it thought comprehension starts once you put something pen to paper. And then once you put pen to paper, then you're looking at it and saying, oh, that's good. And then you're trying to edit, trying to cut out. And that's when, I don't know, you're really testing your metal because you have to take a step back from your ideas and your ego and saying, all right, this is this is me. This is what I think or believe. Oh, and I hate editing. It's, but, but once you edit, V10 yes. is way different from V0. And that might be through that little iterative process you're finding some nuggets that is Joshua Murray or Nikki Chin because only you were able to make those connections based off of your archive, based off of what you've put together, you know? But that's work. That's tough because that requires ideally consuming long form as well as trying to integrate it in, you know, bob and weave. Yeah. So that falls to us. That falls to us to force our kids to go to a, what did you call it? Boarding school. I was going to say a strip club for books, but boarding school, I guess, is the... Oh, yes, yes. The strip club for knowledge. For knowledge. It's the bookstore. Uh, It comes from a comedian named Sheng Wang, and he talks about how... Is that a real name? He doesn't really... Sheng Wang? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty funny, and it's not even super inappropriate. He talks about how many books he has left. Like He doesn't talk about his life in years, because he doesn't read books either. He he has books. (laughs) And he travels with them, but he says they're stronger than melatonin, 50 milligrams a page. <laughs> and so he's like, yo, you got problems sleeping? You wake up, look at that book on your bedside. Oh, oh. So he just, he talks about, you know, 
I'm not well read, but my books are well traveled because he always takes a book with him, but he never reads. It. But yeah, no, I got it from him. But uh, I just thought it was pretty. It's pretty genius. And as a bookstore fanatic, I was like, yo, this is it. This hits. Yeah, this is this hits hard. It's there, there goes me consuming more content, bro. I just realized. Well, now you're on. Now you're. So, what sparked you to get into the production and the creation of it? Because you've consumed information. And what's your What's your journey been? Well, the journey so far, because that's the thing. I haven't even taken the plums to market yet, but we're coming. Mm -hmm. Um, But the journey has more been to see what is this, you know, because uh, there's an awe to it just from seeing it. Because, like, when I see things, I try to break down. What is this? How does this come to pass? What are the ingredients in this recipe? And I've learned a lot in terms of, how these ingredients come together. Like I realize there's so much industry that feeds into this one thing. So that, that and, and it, I guess it kind of comes from trying to find something that is mine that I can be really good at and master and just dive into mm-hmm. mixed with trying to make some cash, baby um, <laughs> mixed with mixed with trying to focus a lot of efforts that I've had in the past and put them together and, you know, the Megatron or whatever they call it, when the Power Rangers join up and they form the big thing, I'm trying to send him out, you know? Yes. Um, and so it, it, in the travels of content creation, but mind you, certain things in lifestyle cause you to go down paths and your algorithm to get messed up. Cause like, because I go to the gym a lot, gym culture content is gold. Of course. Yeah, it, it hits. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of unhealthiness inside that gym culture stuff. Um, it also affects your workouts because everyone doesn't just go to the gym with a towel and a water bottle now. They go with a tripod and a disc because everyone's a fitness influencer. But I'm like, bro. I mean, let me hit you with one thing really quick. Sure, everybody's a fitness yes. influencer. I'm trying to get you to not sip on that haterade as much, Josh. Dr. Pediatia says the number one piece of equipment that's changed his workouts and his his strength and conditioning and his flexibility and agility, the tripod, because you're gonna go back and review your technique and analyze your tape. Oh, so maybe that's what they're doing. You know, I don't know. Oh, if the- yeah, no, but the see the flexing, you get a room. <laughs> the the have to having the perfect angle, get a room. Like okay. so, you you know, funny enough, uh, when we went golfing, yeah, you were the tripod for me. You said, let's review the tapes when I swung. You know, like, there is beauty in that. Sure. Yes. Yes. But for a packed gym and you have to do 50 takes on your bench press, there's people waiting. There's people that have kids to feed. Like, that stuff. Be considerate. Yeah, bro. I hear you. Go in the middle of the night when we're all asleep and have a blast, you know? But, um, no. But anyway, as to the content creation, like, I've learned a lot. I'm pretty interested and um, I'm intrigued by what these younger generations have done to come out with this short form content. Because here's the thing. Short form content is like a short form content to long form content is just like reading a novel versus reading a short story. Now, why I've been a hater of short form content, even though I'm about to start dropping short form content, <laughs> is because I wasn't really looking at it like that. And so I was able to hate from a place of ignorance. Like, oh, these damn people. 
just ruining the minds and attention spans of our children. Uh, you know, me and my boomer folk. <laughs> then I look at a short story and there's a deep respect I have for a short story. A novel is a very serious investment. A short story, if you can catch me on a short story, like really hold my interest and deliver that punch, like that's amazing. It's you a know, message. A message yeah, like that. That means you really had something that you needed to put out. If it's a good short story, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot to be said there. But as for content creation, it's just the acceptance of being a boomer, even though I'm not a damn boomer. Mm-hmm. Being, being a millennial, living in Gen Z's world, uh, I think that's who's I here now. I don't know who's, who's, the, who's the top now. Lubiquitia, dog. It's not that, you know, <laughs> like there's always another term being added. But yeah. diving into the world of young folk and seeing the value that they have is why I've taken this venture on content creation. And then to put some more of the old school back into it. Um, not that there's not enough old school, but um, I'm sorry. As much as we may want to think we are the average guy, not everybody's listening to Jordan Peterson. Not everybody's listening to Huberman. Like there's a special group of us that are doing that. Some people are, you know, like the weirdest podcasts I've seen come up. So yeah, it's just an interest in this industry that is not gate kept by the elders. You know, it's a bit freer. Most industry is gate kept by the old people. Literally, a lot of us millennials been waiting on boomers to die out. And then, ha-ha, it's takeover gotcha. time, baby. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's something to be said in a, in, a, in a space where a boomer can technically compete against freely a Gen Zer or whatever the case may be. You know, because in industry, it's like you got to go through these rigid steps to reach a point, by the time you reach that point and Boomer's dead, he's already indoctrinated the life out of you. So you're perpetuating the vicious cycle of a five-day work week. <laughs> Sorry, I got beef with it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like It's like, okay, millennials, our parents told us, oh, the world is yours. You can achieve your Go. dreams, honey. <laughs> and then some of us, like idiots, went and tried to compete in the Boomer's world. We went into industry and we said we're going to beat them at their own game. You know, all this unemployment and these people saying, I don't want a job. I don't need a job. You know, this is too much stress on my head. That's after us. I'm sorry. And so but now the millennials who worked hard are not paid well for their hard work. Uh, They're looking at the Gen Zers like, damn, how are they affording this lifestyle? Sure. Oh, new industry opened up. Content creation. No more gatekeepers. You know, so. To me, there's a beauty in this free-for-all. That's what I call content. It's a free-for-all industry. Yep. It's uh, You can come at it from so many different places, but it's so important that so many resources are poured into it. And what I mean by that is there are so many mediums to which you can deliver content. You could be a Spotify guy. Back in the day, it's, if you ain't on iTunes, shit, <laughs> papa, you ain't on nothing. You better put a CD out and you know how much money that takes. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, oh, are you a Spotify guy? Are you an Apple Music guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a Riverside boy? You done mm-hmm. figured it out. You know, like there's everything's here. So the fact that there are creations to assist this industry, someone believes in it. It's going to be here. Radio's dead. You know, podcasting is is the new radio. I agree. So 
if all this resource, money, effort, people are being poured into it, I was like, yo, it's worth stepping into and maybe humbling myself and learning something. It's a skill. It's 100% a skill. Yeah. And me and you grew up in the computer era, but are we as savvy as the younger generation? Absolutely not. No, I agree. Um, so I, I like it, the perspective of it. It's, it's humbling to fumble and not know and, and ultimately learn a new game as a whole. Yeah, it's a lawless. It's also a lawless industry. Whereas yes. sales, you know sales, there's laws to it. There's paths. Yeah. And you've been trying to break out and you've been trying to do this. But remember, me and you, free souls, stepped into structured industry. This content creation, Mm -hmm. some of the stuff I see, ain't no rules here, big dog. (laughs) Just right. No rules. No wrong. Just right, baby. Everything's right. That's scary. To an extent. I mean, there, as an industry forms and as there become Goliaths versus Davids and, and systems that you can follow. You could look at somebody like Gary V who has played the game and, and can put a framework of how to make a digital media or a digital marketing agency and scale and what have you consistency, being present, being active every day. As an example, finding your niche and, and honing in on your niche. What I, what I, what resonated, I, I don't know if I shared this with you maybe a couple of weeks ago, but flipped the switch. It struck a chord with me insofar as like, I don't know, sometimes you're creating, you're creating shit, you're writing something, you're recording something, you're trying to figure out like, well, who's the audience for this? Who am I speaking to? What does this make sense for? You're right. There's not a lot of people, there may or may not be, there are not a lot of people that have similar interests to us, tune into the same shit as us, but there are people out there that do follow similar paths and consume similar shit otherwise our algorithm wouldn't make sense so the niche is you josh the niche is you the niche is the things that oh you you did send me that yes yes and that's exactly it to me uh bearded dude he's actually like a sales fanatic but he has alex baby alex formosi yeah the niche is he was the one you you sent it to me and i was like did it unlock the door you said yes i remember that just now i know exactly what you're saying so that's the the system, quote unquote. That's the the law and the lawless society. And if you follow that, then you get to authenticity. Then you get to something that excites you. Then you get to something that keeps giving you enthusiasm to want to create or want to produce. And keeps the fire going. Keeps, keeps the fire yeah. going. You know. I get that. Which I think that there's a lot of power to. I took it from the Rock on Joe's last podcast, where they were just talking about, dude, whatever you do, whatever shit it is, just put a lot of energy into it. Be excited. Have that enthusiasm and like a track like running sucks, dog. No matter how you cut it. Running Amen. sucks. <laughs> Amen. Inshallah, bro. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. There's no way around a, There isn't. I put a lot of energy into it. It's painful energy. Yeah, but and and it's going to it's going to suck no matter what, dog. I guarantee you, your legs are going to hurt, your, your asshole is squeezing, your lungs are hurting, your heart's busting out of your chest. Yeah. But if you it do sucks. it with a certain level of like, I don't know about enthusiasm, enthusiasm or excitement. No, there, there's an excitement. There's an excitement. Um, 
plus I thank you for running, even though it's you and a few others. Um, I just got a little jealous. My grandparents, you know, they did marathons in their day. Grandma's still doing them. I'm like, bro, Wild. stop being a little girl. <laughs> but um, no disrespect to women. Uh, but yeah, like even running, it's opened up a whole new side of my algorithm. The running memes, the running videos, it's pure <laughs> gold. Like all this stuff is just shared suffering. There's something about the shared suffering genre mm. of content that is mm. beautiful because we all feel it. It just, in you know, the boomer era, which just wasn't talked about. It's just, oh, work hard. Let's do this. <laughs> work hard and but get no, the rewards. As to the running, like running content is low key amazing. Like when you really find some of those guys, like, uh, you know, Ned Brockman. Let it be his victim weight. So to a guy who doesn't <laughs> run, now me, I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, All these runners, victim weight, my boy. Victim <laughs> weight. But uh, there is a total, like, for for the, the, the adjusted eye, the person that actually has a good palate, that they can see, no, nah, these are these are lions. These are lions. Mm-hmm. You know, these are beasts. Um, so you know, the the dark rabbit hole of ultra running. Why? I'm I'm sold. I'm sold on those boys. They are amazing creatures, you know? Like it, it, it's insane. But um yeah, running's just opening a lot of doors. It does suck. I put a lot of energy into it. It's very honest. I that's one of the things I appreciate about it. There is no cheating on this test. Mm-hmm. It literally is a did you prepare? And every day it's like self grading, and you know it's the disappointment just hits sometimes <laughs> when the when the miles are off. And the funny other thing is every day is different. Like you know, some days this is probably a very unpopular opinion, but I figured it out not last night, the night before. I don't like treadmills anymore. I would okay. prefer to run outside. There is something better about my runs when I run outside than running on a treadmill. It's really weird. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's popular because this is. I know it's more damaging on the knees and stuff. But I'm getting into becoming my own runner, like who I am going to be as a runner. And there's a beauty to it because Not who I'm you like are going to be as a runner. You are a runner. No, you can't see my runs, dog. No, I should do my run on live next time. You're gonna be like, what the hell is this? So long as you took a step, you're a runner. I struggled yeah. with this for a long time. No, use a runner, my boy. No, but look, you think of it. So you, you mentioned like you, you're you're consuming, you're get, stepping into the culture. You realize these guys are lions, despite victim weight. Yeah. Look at some ultra endurance athletes. Who is who is the, the king of kings, if you will? And what does he do, Mister David Goggins? That man, oh. that man will will run laps around you, and that is the epitome. And then of stay and hard. Then, and then do more pull ups than and me, you know. Easy, right after, easy, you easy. Know? So there is something to that. However, the 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 treadmill versus real life running, yeah, I I, I I'm, I'm in accordance with you. I think that makes sense. It's like simulator golf versus real golf. I'm gonna want to go out in the course and battle the the elements and the weather and yeah, feel yeah, yeah. more connected, not only to myself but to my environment and to my world and and whatever it may be. You know. Yeah. But you are a runner, Josh, because I said and always. Yeah. I had this shtick where I was like, oh, I'm only going to be a runner if I achieve X accomplishment. Dog, yes. You're going you're gonna to hit those milestones. You're going to come and go. 
And you're going to realize like, wait a second, all along I was, I was doing the same fucking thing I'm doing. I have the same feelings and emotions and, and ultimately yeah. I'm in the exact same position. I wake up and do it again tomorrow. And, and that is the epitome of you are an athlete. You are a runner. You know, you just got to embrace that bitch. Hold on to it. Say hello. Yeah. No, no, for sure. For sure. But that's the other thing I, I, I realized, like, I joke about victim weight a lot. And it's, it's not a good joke. I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> it's not a good <laughs> But ultimately, I'll tell you, the only yeah. time I ever am like, and I wish I was victim weight is when I'm running. <laughs> I'm like, boy, these these boys got it figured out, boy. <laughs> I've been playing myself. You know, like you're the you're you're the funny guy in school, but you're fat, so you 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 crack on skinny people, you and you're like, because you got to make it cool to be fat. But I'm like, yo, I've been lying to myself, son. I don't know. It's 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 very transferable. Whether you yeah. get into pulling pulling chin up bars or whatever, you know. You're just playing with yeah. your heart at the end of the day. That's what I've learned this year with running is it's a heart game. It's a playing with your heartbeats and yeah, that's the true test of time. And and that's the other thing. The beats per minute definitely don't lie. Cause you know, when I started, <laughs> I'm tapping into one nineties and, and running 12 minute miles. And then somehow I get an 11 minute mile, a little over 11 minutes and my heart rate didn't go above 170. I was like, hold on. Was my watch not on right? Yeah. So, you know, so now I'm like, for Christmas, I think I'm going to buy myself one of the readers. On the, the chest, chest strap traps. readers. Yeah. 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 So I have a friend who says those are pretty good. And um, yeah, if I can. I, I think they say the the watches, you would know better than me, but they say tattoos mess up the, the readings of, of the watches. Sometimes it's not as accurate or it misses. It skips a beat or something. No? Dang, my bad. <laughs> you discriminating. There ain't yeah, no going because, back now. Because it it basically emits lights, and and I'm pretty sure if it hits a dark spot, then yeah, yeah and it's, it it's just it measuring off. like blood oxygenation, and then taking a stab at I don't know. This hmm. is fully bullshitting. But maybe if I get a bigger band and put it on my ankle, I don't know. We'll see. House arrest. Yeah, like that. No, because I don't. I only got one leg, but yeah. I hear. I, I didn't think about that. I'll, I'll definitely do some research because the accuracy of it now that it's uh it's becoming a routine. Yeah. Like the wanting to have the metrics behind it to say, all right, what am I really doing? Yeah. That like in a nerdy way excites. So I'm yeah. like, ah, I need good info. Yeah, and I'm only as good as the data. I find it's like those video games where you have your skill points or your HPs or what have you. Oh, and like, straight up. All right, I'm leveling up or, um, you know. Straight up. The last the last thing that's helped me lately with the running, I was telling you, is the, the fucking out of the breath work. Because it's the same thing. It's just fueling your heart. And then in doing so, you'll be able to see what you're doing is going to affect the numbers at the end of it all, you know. Ah. I've explained it well, but yeah. So, in a sentence, how do you breathe when you run? In through the nose, out through the mouth. Consistent. As best you can, yeah. You'll find it eventually. They kind of drop into a zone or drop into a rhythm. I find at least. I was telling, I was saying, I did the full nasal breath long run the other day. Hostage tape? Not hostage tape. It felt like it. You just kept your mouth closed. Which it's weird because like you you definitely slow down your pace. Like you're not okay. going as fast as you are. 
Uh, uh, but the first five minutes feels like hostage tape because you just want to like, <gasps> but you don't. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually, well, you're going to notice your heart just kind of busts to the top pretty quick because <laughs> it's it's in overdrive, you know? I don't know, but it was interesting. I don't know if it was the electrolytes I drank or just my body said, all right, evidently this fucker's not slowing down. But 10 in, it just dropped completely and I didn't do anything. If anything, I sped up. So maybe that's your body just acclimating and I got to do some research, but it was really wow. interesting because like resources didn't change. If anything, effort increased and my body's output dropped and was, you know, so it's cool. You're just getting in tune with different parts of your body and how to move and True. And this also lends to one of the things that I have a problem with in contemplating. <laughs> I will back, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, bro. Nah, bro. No disrespect, but I am an anti-streamer. I okay. don't believe in watching others live life. I believe in doing things. So for you to have skin in the game, like that's the thing. Skin in the game is my main concept. Nothing against them. They're making millions. People are watching them. Be people. Live lives. That's great. Yeah. But it takes away from us going outside and experiencing because the place with which you speak from when you experience something is a very different place than it's like, I read about it here. I saw a video on it. So that's like I I feel that the world is losing a lot of skin in the game, uh, credibility, sweat equity. People aren't doing things. They're just, you know, and so I, I, I don't mean I'm not a hater. It's just I want young people to go out and do things and experience things and not everything got to get caught on camera, but yeah. Unfortunately, genie's out the bottle. I think we're already the matrix is already here and there's always some that are predisposition to stick in a certain lane versus not, but I get what you're saying. It is one of just like positivity and hope for, for folks to want to do shit. It's bro science, you know, like bro science is trial and error. Bro science is, uh, I don't need to read about it. I'm going to go try it. So you're out here <laughs> doing your nasal breathing. All right. Just don't tell the people you probably read about it beforehand. I know you, you're very, very strategic. But, you know, it's just going out here. Do I? Did you die, though? Oh, I didn't die. Oh, let's dive deeper into this. You know, like that's what it is. And, and there's a beauty to that stupidity. You know, like I love it. Not saying it was stupid to do that. Like but yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a ha Let me just go try something. Hundred percent, and see what happens. So, and document and share. I'm with you. Yeah. I guess that's what we'll leave the people with, Josh. Fucking get out there and experience something. Look, touch, taste. Yes. Tickle. Don't <laughs> forget tickle. I'm just saying. You know the world we live in, bro. Look, touch, taste, tickle. You heard her here. Yes, first. sir. Josh and Murray. <laughs> Over and out. Over. <laughs>